0: Hello, and welcome back to Really It Appears, where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien, and joining me as always for the monthly release recaps, it's my very good friend, David Scanlon. Today we're talking about the latest movies of June 2023, so stick around, we hope you enjoy. This is David Scanlon, alright, what do we think of June? The first one, yeah, no, yeah, the first one because the second one was like nineteen yeah. eighty four, yeah, oh, I haven't seen it, no. June was hot. June was hot. It's a and hot I, month. I don't mean the sand
1: junes. I oh. mean
0: the month. Mm. And also the there
1: and, uh, was there was also hot movies. Yeah, the cineplex was heating up,
0: David. <laughs> I had a good time. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at some of these movies here for June and I'm just thinking to myself that was seven years ago yeah it feels like what that. the fuck like how did we not talk about Spider-Verse already how did we not talk you did about did talk about Spider-Verse yeah but like already. oh so you know what I mean and then how have we not talked about Transformers Rise of the Beasts it seems uh, weird yeah I suppose But very y- strange you got some preview screenings I did which I, means I have nothing but excellent things to say I about got, them I got one preview screening <laughs> yeah and you get what you deserve <laughs> Um, you have to go all in Yeah exactly uh, Hello uh, We're talking about the month movies today The on, month movies Yeah the month movies today On, on today's day We talk about the months the, the collection of days before this day Which are contained to one month Where we talk about all the movies that came out in that, On different days of that month
1: God, Way to uncomplicated. it God, Keep it simple um, we watch some movies we're going to talk about yeah
0: um, so if people want to jump around there's time codes and um, yeah we're also going to talk about the movies that are coming out in July as in the five movies that are coming out in July uh, if you want to comment and interact with the podcast you can there's a Q&A thing on Spotify there's the YouTube and there's also the email address addressrailinginthepears at gmail.com
1: I meant to ask you actually. Yes. This, this is. Yeah. A little bit of a. I like.
0: Legend. I like when you just save a lot of your questions it's until that, yeah. we start recording every month. And if anyone's not aware of the months, <laughs> it's a collection of days. But <laughs> it's very important you know that they change. How many? How many How many days was this month? See, David, it's really funny you ask that because you need a song to help you figure that out. <laughs> uh,
1: I was just wondering, have you have you got any new followers on the Letterboxed, which I noticed I have.
0: Yeah. There's a few people Oh yeah Follow us on the Letterboxd um, Link's in the description
1: There's a guy called Matthew Lewis Don't know if you know him Nope uh, O'Sheen I don't know who that is I think That, that O'Sheen Cook Oshin Sands Or Oshin Cook Okay Hello
0: to both of them. And
1: feels uh, Bradman that's Oh
0: good old Bradley yeah people. Yeah
1: That's Yeah There
0: you
1: go Join us on Letterboxd <laughs> Yes If you have it
0: Join us um, Join the I cook. don't know if
1: you've been watching The videos on, on Instagram But people asking Famous people Their top four movies Yeah yeah like, we discussed riveting
0: yeah but they always put weird shit yeah, but they're yeah. always like yeah there's this weird independent french movie that was filmed on a fucking tinfoil wrapper just like all right cool just fucking say et and move on exactly yeah. what would you say uh you, you years are no actually you're gonna have you're to go going, yeah. to the letterbox and find yeah, out exactly, what top four is. Yeah. Your top four is the most like would you stop being so david Scanlon? david yeah. Scanlon, yeah. Just get over yourself oh no don't
1: worry I've, out, I've added network in there have you actually no i actually have uh-huh. plus wouldn't you expect yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, back to the podcast. Anyway. Back
0: to the podcast. We are talking about uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Transformers, Rise of the Beast, The Flash, No Hard Feelings, Asteroid City, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Some of these movies me and David haven't even discussed yet, so there's a little sneak peek into our friendship. Anyway, shall we talk about one of the funniest movies of the year, yeah. No Hard Feelings? Can't wait. You do you want me to talk? No, you're gonna do it, buddy. I'm gonna do it. Okay. I gotta don't worry. I'm ca- I'm gonna handle the Flash, Transformers Rise of the Beasts, and Indiana Jones. Wow. Like a good friend I am. I'm taking the one for <laughs> some like... Yeah. You? yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, okay, so No Hard Feelings is a comedy romance. Yeah. It's not a romantic comedy. Also. It is.
0: It's a is romantic this is there's a scene with a piano.
1: There is, I suppose. Starring Jennifer Lawrence and Andrew Bark Feldman. Uh, so it is, they're the two stars, mainly Jennifer Lawrence movie, but, um, she is a Uber driver. Yep. She is a waitress and she is living in a coastal resort kind of town. Yeah, which um, every year gets invaded by, you know, the big um, rich people, rich society folk. Upper of class me- of America. Yeah, the, uh,
0: the C-level executives of Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, I like to make, you know, I like to make this really accessible podcast. Exactly,
1: you know yeah. what I mean? And make it, you know, it's... It's a bit of a political edge to it. I've always said that. Make it, uh, yeah, give it a, the, you know, make it part of the news yeah. cycle. The zeitgeist. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is already way too loose. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, though, her car gets towed because she's not paying her taxes, and she wants to hold on to her house for certain reasons. Anyway, so on and so forth. She needs money. She needs a car. She goes on Craigslist, sees a ad that says "date our son for um to win a to get a, a car
0: a Buick a Buick
1: Regal, no less." And so she goes and interviews for the job of dating this family's son. Who is going on to Princeton University, but you know, a little bit antisocial. Little
0: yep. bit, you know, he's a he's a very sheltered, sheltered and coddled uh,
1: young like, man. Yeah, but he needs th- she needs to take him out of that shell and
0: you know, ride him, sh-
1: show, show him the world. <laughs> yeah, and by the world I mean hermits. a good time <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's a fun time. Funny enough, when I got out of the cinema, immediately I thought this is very funny. But from different. Sources and yeah. such Different reviews Bullshit I see, Yeah
0: No That's just people being wrong David Exactly
1: What I will say is Jennifer Lawrence have, seems to be having a great time Yeah And I feel like, What was the last movie she did
0: before this uh, She did Causeway But yeah. that If I recall That was done before she took A break from yeah. acting So before that That's not in my notes unfortunately But I do have the cast if you need it uh, <laughs> So uh, It would have been around the time of like Mother and shit Yeah um,
1: I, I feel like she did a lot of serious stuff And by serious stuff I mean X-Men Yeah <laughs>
0: no so she did like in 2016 she did A Beautiful Planet as the narrator of a documentary X-Men Apocalypse Passengers then Mother Red Sparrow Dark Phoenix Don't Look Up was probably her last big movie and I think she was pregnant on like the press tour for that if I recall and I think she took a break after that then yeah
1: but again all I want to say is she seems to be having a very good time on this she's a producer on this so you can tell she definitely wants to put her all into it Andrew Barfeldman this seems to be his first major role yeah except for the
0: Ratatouille TikTok musical
1: okay Cool. That's what i known for. <laughs> cool. But yeah, that man has pipes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was really enjoyed their chemistry. Overall, just a solid... Solid kind of X-rated comedy. Or rated comedy. Yeah. yeah. X-rated, rated it.
0: comedy. It's so rated, I'd say. Yeah.
1: A um, little bit of heart to it. There's a little bit of an edge to it as well yeah. with some political undertones, which I liked.
0: Yeah. I'm or societal of undertones. Yeah. Observations on society.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah, actually... No I won't spoil it Never mind no. um, But yeah overall Just a solid time Yeah and, and again I don't see I don't think There was There has been a better comedy In cinemas this nope. this year So if you enjoy comedies And you enjoy kind of Or comedies This
0: is the one for you Yeah I We we went to a previous screening For the Omnipass members yeah. uh, Thank you Omniplex Thank you Omniplex And What you call it? it was just full of everyone Who obviously loves Going to the movie often But I love seeing Going to a movie On a fucking Monday night Yeah And everyone was having Was it. a Monday night? Was Tuesday Was a Monday night? No Monday. Monday night 100%. And uh, yeah, I could, everyone's just having a good time with it and the jokes are, there's some really funny laugh out loud moments in it. And I think, yeah, like you said, the chemistry between, between the two of them are great. And it's weird to see this sort of, everyone, not everyone, but a lot of the reviews I'm seeing that seem to have a problem with this movie aren't about the actual movie, but the premise of the yeah. movie, which is that Jennifer Lawrence is a 32 year old woman, um, what you call it, entering into a romantic relationship with this 19 year old kid. But like, that's not what the movie is about. Yeah, yeah. It's the setup to the movie, yeah. but it's not really about what well, yeah. it is. But like I don't know, it's a much sweeter movie than you'd yeah. expect. And
1: I feel like the characters go on a journey. Like exactly,
0: you know what I mean. And it's not a case. Of, it, it's she's not getting any sort of what's the, like she's not doing it for like sexual depra- yeah. depraved reasons of like oh, I want to you know have sex with this younger gentleman uh what is say gentleman just lad (laughs) anyway uh but no as in like but also like he makes her realize things about herself and vice versa and stuff and it has a lot of interesting things to say about like helicopter parenting and stuff like that and that was all really interesting again like it's not the best handling of the subject matter because based on the type of movie that it is but yeah i think it's just a really fun time and like i've said it to a lot of people and they said the trailer looks shite we, I love that trailer me and you like that yeah. trailer because we're fuck we, we're we fucking our tours yeah, of cinema buddy yeah. everyone else were like no nah, but we know we know funny when we yeah. see it and that was a funny trailer yeah. and I could understand why people thought it was maybe a bit more like I don't know cheap laughish than it was but I knew there was something there yeah. and I love being right Yeah, and I can't wait for me to be continually right throughout this whole podcast and definitely not eat my words about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny we'll see <laughs> but um, no and I just think Gene St- uh, Stub- 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 Stubnitsky Stub- Stubnitsky did a great um movie recently called Good Boys as well which we watched and we were like this is really fucking yeah, funny silly funny kind and of like stuff. we don't get movies like this yeah. very often and I think this was a perfect movie that I could happily I don't think I could say to someone I was like oh my god you need to go check it out in yeah. cinemas but as soon as it's on a streaming service this Is a great little Friday night movie. Well, Watch well,
1: I don't know if I'd agree with you there because I what I would say is our experience of the film was definitely
0: enhanced by that full screen, like the oh, 100%, fact, oh, 100%. Like
1: any laughs, any any time there was a laughter, and you're like, oh, that's a bit awkward, but like every time mm-hmm. everyone was laughing, you're laughing along. It
0: did help that there was a stoner, like a couple of rows yeah. in front of footballs that laughed at absolutely everything, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, no, I I'm 100% agree, but I just don't think if someone meant to go see it this weekend, yeah, it's exactly, be full. you get
1: the same experience, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, so it, if you have a time machine, yeah, go back. <laughs> <laughs> and go watch it uh, on a Monday night. in Omniplex and Math Minds.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, no, but in, in just in terms of Gene Stumnitsky as well. Like the other thing about Good Boys, which I really enjoyed, was again there was a lot of heart to that movie. Yeah, and there was a coming of age element of
0: you know con- a, a controversial premise. Yeah, but actually executed very well. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and I think the idea of all-out comedies these days. They've kind of gone away. Like
0: no. I
1: don't think we've seen a proper good like all-out comedy for a mm-hmm. good while. I feel like this is the last one I've seen for quite some time. Yeah. Especially ones that like there seems to be studios getting away from like all-out comedies in cinemas. They seem to be like all pushing on, them off yeah. to streaming yeah. and stuff. And
0: I uh, seem to remember you people with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Joke. Yeah. You watched that, didn't you? Nope. <laughs> um,
1: but like I can understand in some senses because like, okay you need a star like like Jennifer Lawrence to make it a box office hit. But like, I just don't think when you watch comedy at home on your own or something like that, you know, sometimes the comedy just doesn't hit as hard. But again, when you're you're in the cinema and you're surrounded by people, it makes a huge, huge difference. In terms of, I know one thing you had mentioned before to me was the kind of, Outside cast probably wasn't as good, yeah. but again, you can tell they put all their money into Get Jennifer J-line. Lawrence and and yeah. and the kid. I thought you know again very yeah, very, very good. good for what he was doing. Yeah,
0: and I thought as well. Sorry, I'm just looking at com- quote unquote comedies yeah. for this year, 2023 on on Letterbox, and the number one comedy, but just has comedy in its sorry, many everyone, genres, yeah. is um, Super Mario Bros. That was like, and then the next one is Bo's Afraid. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> you know, a good hala- hilarious! Yeah, um, but that's what
1: I mean. Like, the, like there's all no, out that's comedies, what I mean. There's no exactly, like comedy yeah. for say comedy, yeah. and I think
0: there's a really interesting thing happening in Hollywood where with horror movies at the moment, where horror movies used to like they had to be back in like the you know 2010s and stuff like that. There was no like good horror movies, it was just franchises, yeah, and big names and stuff and like that. Whereas now stuff. we're getting our black phones, barbarians, we're getting our smile. And they're made very cheap and they make a lot of money. And I'd love to see comedies kind of go that way as well where if I recall the budget for this isn't too big. Yeah. So like some like cheaper make comedies that make their money like in the first couple of weekends in Absolutely, America. Yeah. That's what I'd love to see coming yeah. back. Um and I think maybe where their money didn't go is a soundtrack. Very average soundtrack, except for one except song. Except for one song. Me and you big Hall Notes yeah. fans and see Hall Notes represented they, very well in this movie was great. Well that's
1: it. They obviously got the rights to that one song and they drained oh, that dry. <laughs> big
0: time. Uh also love to see some Gary representation in cinema. Yeah. Can't oh, go wrong there either. Big time. Um, that's added to your list, of course, on Letterboxd. Yeah, yeah. Letterboxd. We just spend the whole thing plugging Letterboxd this yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah, that's been great. <laughs> uh, but speaking of movies on that list, with movies with a character called Gary in it, and that cost a lot of money to make, let's talk about the 2023 DC super flick, The Flash. Is
1: this going to be the last? No, this isn't the last one. As Aquaman.
0: DC- Apparently, so Aquaman is the last one, but Blue Beetle is the first one of the new one. Oh, wow. Way, yeah. way to start
1: a franchise. I know, yeah,
0: it's great. One step back one step forward one step back I don't really know Uh, but yes the 2023 movie The Flash so Barry Allen good old Barry Allen The Flash uh, is speeding about the place and he's working with Batman uh, played by Ben Affleck and his Alfred Jeremy Irons And he's still getting used to his powers and, you know, he's still trying to, like, settle in on life, whatever like that. But one day he realises on the anniversary of his... uh, No, his father's trial uh, appeal is coming up. And uh, it doesn't look like it's going to go well based on this new evidence that he thinks might be able to exonerate him. But it doesn't. And he gets very angry and just decides to run very, very fast. But it's too fast that he actually manages to go back in time. So he takes it upon himself to look to try and go back in time to save his mother, um, who had been killed one night. And that's why his father has been imprisoned. But... Those actions have consequences where uh, he all of a sudden has changed the timeline ever so slightly and has uh, has wound back time or s- ran back in time to a universe or a multiverse where Ben Affleck's Batman is no longer around. But Michael Keaton's Batman from the Tim Burton movies is back and uh, Henry Cavill's Superman is no longer around, but but instead uh, a Supergirl played by Sasha Kaye. And it's all about the Flash working with another version of Barry Allen to try get back to his timeline. That's sound
1: right? That sounds like the whole trailer. <laughs> yeah, which is the movie. <laughs> movie.
0: Yeah, so this movie is the last remnants of a DC kind of universe, extended universe movie. It was supposed to come out in 2018, but due to production delays, COVID, Ezra Miller doing him, or them, uh, it, it, many different reasons why this movie's gotten delayed, which is why it feels A, quite outdated, and B, is kind of like David had mentioned, just kind of very much fucking up the timeline of their mm-hmm. release of films. So it was meant to be this big reset button. And it couldn't be that anymore because they're just changing the entire universe now. So what it is is it's just a very kind of hollow and shallow superhero flick that is sort of built itself on the nostalgia of the Michael Keaton tra- uh, Michael Keaton movies and this sort of novelty of having Sasha Kaye as Supergirl. But all of that is in the trailers. Yeah. Uh, so so the enjoyment to you you kind of have to get whatever enjoyment you can get out of this from this two hour twenty movie is just. Ezra Miller's Barry Allen to which I really enjoyed and to which you didn't which is why I think we maybe had slightly different opinions on the movie but so there's not much in it but there's some fun jokes that I really liked I really liked Ezra Miller's performance in this uh, again separating you know art from artists or whatever but I, th- I think they did a very very good job. Michael Keaton was well used but Again we all have the good news bits are in the trailer we don't have enough time with Sacha Kayé and the timeline stuff kind of gets very confusing and is unfortunately bogged down by a lot of CGI that is questionable. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just to echo kind of what you're saying there, they had like I think they had the bones of a good story. I think, yeah. con- conceptually-wise, there's a lot of interesting ideas. On your point on Ezra Miller, I think, number one, I think he's just a little bit too goofy, and the fact that there's two of them on screen is, can be really annoying. Not... However, I will say some of the emotional scenes he did were really good, so yeah. I, I I did enjoy that. Day. uh, Day, sorry. <laughs> um, In terms, the one of the biggest scourges in Hollywood now is trailers just give away the whole movie. Yeah. In, 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 sorry, trailers just give away the whole movie. Now, there's a part of this movie where they go... Ezra Miller, or sorry, Barry Allen's gone back in time. He's found Batman. He he decides he needs to find Superman to kind of save the day. And they're trying to create this kind of conceptual tension that like, oh, we need to find Superman. When Which like, you know. you, you're well aware, like, and, and there's like... no getting away from this trailer. It's not like they've hidden it. Like, it's, it's not like you would have to go like say for example Oppenheimer has a trailer that you see in the cinemas and it also has a trailer that you can watch on YouTube and they're completely different the one in in cinemas is just very much kind of teasing stuff it doesn't give you much of the story but like any time I would have gone to the cinema I would have seen the two minute and 30 second trailer which gives away the whole thing especially now, on the bus ads as well yeah yeah but like that's again that's nothing against the movie that's Hollywood in general mm-hmm. so I can't, yeah. really, can't really give it that I enjoyed Michael Keaton I enjoyed Sasha Kaya as well. Like yeah, I thought I, she was great. but again, you just don't get enough of her. No. And like I would have liked more of a of a conflict between her and the Kryptonians. Yes. Um for a long period. Then yeah. So like I just think and to be, to be honest, I actually really enjoyed being in that world. That the there's a kind of um an action scene at the start of the movie which I actually quite enjoyed. Yeah. A little bit again, CGI is very, I, very well. I but think but
0: the CGI is getting a rough time. Oh no, I, I've I've
1: I don't know like it's
0: I think it's perfectly fine yeah. I think it's perfectly serviceable I don't think it doesn't take me out of the movie that much yeah like it's a guy running at like the speed of light I'm I, fine with it I think
1: they could have added another art, artsy element to it make, make I things, things the, a little bit faded the, the chroma or like
0: that. bowl chroma dome bowl bowl dish thing yeah. that when he runs in when time goes back I thought, to- I sent you, it should be like sand yeah. or it should be like sands of time. Something yeah. where it's a bit more, you know, artsy or it's more representative of time rather than looking like it's trying to be a bad photorealistic version of events. Yeah. And I think that was what drew a lot of people yeah. and I think yeah. they could have, they could have saved themselves a lot of hassle there.
1: Also, sorry, one of my biggest uh, annoyances with Ezra Miller is the fact that he can't run. <laughs>
0: like- no, but they make fun of it in that. They annoyances. have this one scene in it where... I know, yeah, that is And funny. that is, that I, I, pissed myself laughing at that that was so funny
1: but yeah that's um yeah it is it does kind of feel like that type of coming to the end of an era and they're just kind of they're trying to rinse whatever it's they weird think.
0: that this was going to be kicking off a movie. Yeah. that's why i find it very yeah, strange exactly but i will say about this movie as well you like you you touched on the emotional moments that ezra miller performs i think they were so good yeah so so good in those scenes and I think they have that the comedy chops down. And I recently watched them in um, the Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. Great in that. Yeah. Oh, they were so so good in that, and I was just like, he's going on to do good things in movies. <laughs> uh, but like in the Flash as well, and I think that the movie does have this really interesting uh, sort of um, uh, sort of point, which is that like the tr- trauma 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 that kind of shapes you. So like Barry Allen became who he was because of his, the death of his mother yeah. and we get to see that reflected in what happens if his mother's alive yeah. because we see that other version of Barry Allen then we also see a version of Batman and how like his trauma has affected him his whole life and then yeah. the same with Sasha Kaye in the sense of like that super girl is a is someone that didn't land, land on a on you know the Kent farm and get you know support yeah. and have his have Paul Kent you know helping him stop seeing through walls yeah. and blowing shit up but instead was experimented on and like you kind of mentioned as well that we don't get enough of that kind of conflict with her because she's immediately like I'm not fucking helping you humans You are the worst people yeah. ever and then like 20 minutes later she goes alright I'll help you yeah then. okay I'll go float on top of your roof I, for a bit
1: I, I get that point but I've, I would like to have seen a bigger differentiation between the two Barry Alums. Like I thought Oh what? I think they're both as goofy as each other. Do you not think that's just a goofy? And I know one of of them is very kind of obnoxious, and I get that idea, but I would have liked to have seen like the say the one that goes back in time just be more kind of stern and more Ah, that's
0: too different from what we've seen before that though.
1: I don't know. I think he could have grown up a bit in the in the meantime. Like Mm. and like the fact that he um you know there's a bit at the start where he's Cleaning up messes and stuff. I feel like that could have been something they kind of lent into a bit more. Fair. That okay, like what's what am I what am I actually doing here if I'm just like cleaning up after your messes and stuff like yeah, that yeah. But
0: there is that there is that um no. But there's that great scene where it's not too much of a spoiler. But the the other Barry Allen gets the Flash powers instead, and yeah. he he gets them for the first time ever and starts zipping around the neighborhood. Yeah. That's a great scene. Yeah. That's really funny. I had a great time with that. Like again, there's those great little moments in it, but as a movie in a whole, it I it doesn't justify its two hour and twenty minute yeah. runtime. Because it just jumps around too much. And then, like, there's even the whole battle with Zod at the end, again, in the trailer. I would have loved that as a surprise. I would have loved to know that wasn't coming. And again, I wish, like, that. Then I know it's on me to be like, oh, don't look at the trailers. It was everywhere. I couldn't avoid it. But yeah, like I said, like, yeah, I don't know. I I think it's weird that Tom Cruise and Stephen King were like, this is great. This is cinema. Who's paying those lads to be coming out with that shit? (laughs) Like, it's a bit fucked. But yeah. Yeah, I like this whole thing. It's like, you know, sometimes you can't fix a problem. Sometimes, no matter how fast you run, you can't fix everything. Yeah. I, like, I like those things. aren't
1: But that's what I was saying. There is there is the bones of a good concept yeah. there. It's just,
0: yeah. Execution also, they ruined us. our favourite line of all time. Let's get nuts. Yeah, you want to get nuts? I want to get nuts. Let's get nuts. Yeah. One. Okay, this is the this is going to be the last thing I say on this okay. video. <laughs> Where it's like, one, they put it in the trailer. Yeah. Fuck that. Because oh, no. that would have been a great little surprise to what? have. Two. What's iconic about that line in the first place? That Bruce Wayne from the 1989 movie Batman with Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton (laughs) directed by Tim Burton Starring Batman. No, he's he goes all of a sudden he's over in Vicky Vale's house, and then the Joker comes in, and he's all like, "Whoa, I don't want a problem here, mate." And then he just grabs a fire poker, and he goes, he just smashes the vase. He's like, "Come on, do you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts!" And he's like, "Holy shit!" Even the Joker's like, "Jesus Christ, I man!" Thought, I thought I
1: was calm crazy.
0: it down. Whereas in this one, it's just like he's an old man hunched over a bar, being like, "Hey, oh yeah, yeah."
1: See, I feel like he could have done get that. Nuts? He could have done that line in the
0: kitchen in the kitchen or in the the, the plane yeah oh there's a great scene where he's diving down and they're yeah. like the back plane is in the moon of yeah. love that
1: Okay. It it's just but again that, that's always, not a reason for me to like, like a movie
0: it, that's just a moment i like
1: what's what's the line against substance style over substance
0: oh you want to talk about styles over substance <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay we'll i'll fucking that.
1: remember that we'll come back to that mm. yeah
0: that's all i got okay yeah should we move on to our next multiversal movie Yes Spider-Man Across the <laughs> yeah, Spider-Verse Sorry I was
1: Trying to remember which one that I've was. connected
0: these very well By accident <laughs> Oh there was a Gary in the Flash By the way Yeah Very funny scene yeah. I knew his name was Gary Before I even said his name <laughs> yeah. I was going to be like That's going to be a Gary right there Yeah Loved it
1: Even Actually Joe Even if you see it Just for that bit was... <laughs> Yeah he's very I just Oh know... a
0: girl from uh, Dairy Girls isn't it
1: Yeah I don't know her name
0: She's good She's good Yeah no. she's
1: fine She's a friend Yeah He's never going to be in it again
0: Nope <laughs> uh, A Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse
1: Yep, Um, so you talked about this already with your friend Owen, our friend Owen.
0: Our acquaintance Owen. Yeah, what
1: what would you say he's a um, contributor? Contributor to the pod.
0: Yeah, sure. (laughs) I'm sure he'll love that. Um, But does he contribute? I feel like he takes more weight. Okay. (laughs) He's just wasting airtime with it.
1: (laughs) You just want it to be all you. Yeah.
0: Um, I actually make edits of these podcasts where it's just me talking. I actually re-record everyone else's bits. But with Beats, I'm like, I wouldn't say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's just you talking to you. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's like two Ra- <laughs> yeah, Ra- yeah, Barry Allen's. It's great. <laughs> and
0: I run around while I do it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so this is a sequel to Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Covered uh, on episode one of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's there you go. It's a callback. Um, so this is the second installment. We meet Miles Morales, who has, seems to have been Spider Man for a Maybe a couple of months, could be maybe up to a year. 18
0: months. 18 months, a year and a half.
1: Um, He's fighting bad guys, but he's also trying to deal with certain elements that were main plot points within the first film. I don't want to kind of spoil it. No. Again, this is a very spoiler-heavy movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so. Do you know what? Just go see it. It's, it's ah. class. I don't want, like that's, There's no more. If you enjoyed the first yeah, one. Yeah, I, I, mean,
0: I think there's some things to say about it to set it up in case people haven't seen it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So he's he's dealing with the usual Spider-Man things yeah. of you know trying to balance school, yeah. family, Spider-Man stuff, and um, time with his friends. Actually, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, it's on the poster. It's on. <laughs> You're fine. And I suppose then um,
0: no one thinks it's a two-hour and thirty-minute movie where nothing multiversal happens.
1: Gwen appears, yeah. and introduces him to a whole new world.
0: Yeah, and they go on a little little magic <laughs> carpet, <carcass laughs> and Robert Williams <laughs> like, hey buddy.
1: What I call you miles? What I call kilometers? <laughs> um, yeah, look, great movie. Yeah, hey, okay, well, I, yeah,
0: well, I think I, I think there's two things to point out about it. One, it's a two-parter, and people need to know that. I, I will, mate. I'll come back to that, but one, <laughs> they just need to know that. I, oh, oh, yeah, okay. okay. Two, I don't think it's as good as the first one, in my opinion. And I think it's weird. It's getting all this praise yeah. as like when, it was at at a time. It was the best movie on yeah, Letterbox. Yeah incorrect it's a very good movie it's a very good half of a movie but what what else can you expect from a spider-verse movie you've got a great voice cast and um, you've got the likes of obviously the guy who plays um, Miles Morales, Shamik moore who's good highly Haley steinfeld's good brian tree henry fine but i think for me standards j tree henry oh, he plays jefferson Jefferson's yeah, dad yeah and uh, and then also luna luna lauren Ve- velez She plays Miles Ma, but also the mother in Transformers Rise of the Beast. A very confusing (laughs) week for Gary because I was like, why does she sound familiar? (laughs) Anyway, but no, for me, I think the two standouts are Jason Schwartzman. No, I say three standouts. Jason Schwartzman as The Spot, a character who is very interesting and it's yeah. very layered that you probably don't expect going into the movie um, Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara who plays Spider-Man 2099 sort of the leader of this spider society thing that Miles enters into Um, but then also your favourite man of all time oh man Daniel Kaluuya as Spider-Punk I
1: mean, yeah I've got my new favourite movie <laughs> character um,
0: you should have uh, a list yeah. on, Le- on letterbox i like uh, movies that have, uh movies that feature a character called gary you should be have you know <laughs> movies that fight society <laughs> movies with characters who uh are pro eat rich <laughs> um i think this is this
1: is oscar radio performance from danny Clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah andy circus as the monkey was balls this <laughs> is great that is great it is and it's what i will say is um a bit like in the first one, every character has their own time to shine, they're all given their correct amount of kind of substance behind it. There's you know, there seems to be different types of uh, animation applied to certain characters, which I thought was great. In terms of um, the overall story, what I want to mention is I don't think I've seen it done as well taking certain elements. That have that like were brought into the uh, maybe the initial story the the first in a say trilogy or whatever and then just elaborated on correctly or elaborated on you know to make it look like they haven't just like you know what am I trying to say they haven't just like pulled on a thread too too much I feel like something like
0: a fast X where it's just like oh by the way you remember that thing that happened well there was actually this thing happening at the same time whereas it's much more natural in this exactly
1: and I feel like it's when you let's say for example you look at iron man in iron Man, like iron man one is a great movie i don't think they were leading up to any sequels they just like this we're just gonna make one good movie and yeah. then we'll have a little tag on the end and see how, how it reacts whereas you look at what they did in iron man two they take everything that happened in iron man one you know him getting the the thing in his chest uh, and then he has to take it out whatever and that's killing him and so everything that happened in the first one you've kind of just like oh that's it doesn't matter now because yeah. this is happening now i think like they they did the correct amount of just and it comes back to that character spot you know he doesn't just come out of, out of nowhere mm-hmm. you know his backstory is is um rooted essential in yeah exactly and it's rooted in miles morales's story yes. as well yeah. so which links those two um so yeah I, I just thought that was really really well done the introduction of new new characters especially new spider-man was really well done um there's a fight at the start that introduces miguel o'hara and spider-woman yeah Sorry, yep. Oh, Sorry. Uh, Jess Drew, played Gesture. by Easy Ray. Yeah, um, which I thought was really well done. And again, there's another character that appears there. I don't want to, again, spoil anything, but. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it because I feel like yeah. that's. Yeah. But again, that character has their own animation applied to them, which yeah. it just makes. It just adds a, a lot of layers and depth to, to the world. Um, I agree with you that it's, it's not as good as the first one, number one. I think soundtrack wise, mm-hmm. not as good, but I think the issue there is they only had one person producing this album or this soundtrack, whereas in the the last one they had multiple artists all kind of doing their own own thing. So then, sorry, my my final point is, and it's, it's not a dig at anyone. If you, if you found the, the ending abrupt or anything like that, I, I totally understand. But like, there's always been this concept of, you know, ending movies on a cliffhanger and, and, you know, Having abrupt endings has isn't the this isn't the first movie to do it. Yes, Uh, and I feel like personally I found it okay. This is and maybe going in, Mm. I had that in my head that okay this is gonna end abruptly. But like you look at you know movies in the past, you know Empire Strikes Back is the biggest one. Like it,
0: it, and I have I have a go ahead. But I
1: all I'm all I will say is that like I think it sets it up quite nicely for what's going to come, and the fact that we only have to wait a year is really nice. No, not anymore.
0: Is it not the 24th of March, no? Oh, I'll, t- I'll finish. Go ahead and I'll... But try. I'm just
1: saying in comparison to say something like Dune, which is, what was it, three years now? Two years. Two years, okay. Wasn't
0: it 2021, 2020?
1: No, did that not come out it's during 2021. COVID?
0: 2021. 2021, because we did
1: the recap. Oh, okay, yeah. But it just in turn, I, I didn't find it abrupt. I found it like a nice little natural way I, to just hype you up for the next one.
0: I completely agree. But I think the movie kind of ends at two hours and then there's... 30 minutes of yeah, just... Epilogue kind of Epilogue thing. that yeah. goes on for far too long. And as I've said before, it's not too much of a spoiler, but it's like all the pieces are laid out in front of you. And in my head, I'm like, that should only take 20 minutes to finish off. Realistically. Yeah. Okay, Based on everything that's all set up, they're like, cool. Now you just need to do the X, Y, and Z and then the movie's over like in 20 minutes, 20, 30 well, minutes. Well, again, you, you I, don't know that. There we could don't be a know I, what I'm getting. At, we don't know that. Yeah. But it's just a bit I would rather them wrap it up a bit earlier and have some of that epilogue be in the next movie yeah. and I think with something like Empire Strike Back yes it's it's on a bit of a cliffhanger it leads on to the next one but the movie kind of like ends it like ends and then there's like the five minutes of like Luke getting a new hand and like yeah. you know what I mean and then that's it's not like 20, 30 minutes, which I think that's the problem with. This movie has like two and a half acts instead of three acts. Mm, okay,
1: fair.
0: That's my only problem with it.
1: I did, I personally didn't find that. But it, it, again, it's, it's...
0: Again, the TikTok <laughs> lady behind me just goes, what, are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> in the, in the um, pre- premiere thing, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with the soundtrack not being as good. Um, I think they have, like the writing on it, I think also as well, like I loved Spider-Man India. I thought he was great. Yeah. We just didn't see enough of him. But I still think nobody... As Spiderpunk as well, didn't get enough of them either. Yeah. But I still don't think you beat Nick Cage and John Mulaney. Yeah. I think those two were just.
1: My big thing with John Mulaney's characters, I think they gave away a lot of it in the trailers. I personally True. remember yeah. that. Yeah, but, but he's
0: a, uh, no, he could say anything. And I'm yeah. Still Nick Cage, laugh at it.
1: Nick Cage, that was very good. But again, yeah. I, I think it was more a surprise element. Yeah. Um, but again, let's let's hope we get to see certain characters interact in the next. One because, yeah. Because like, we again we see certain teams being put together towards the end
0: yeah so yeah I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Oh, and the whole thing about it is uh a lot of bad stuff has come out recently about those animators being heavily oh, overworked yeah, yeah. and a lot of the writers being a lot of the animators being like there's no way that's coming out March 24th and yeah. um, so we might have to wait a bit longer yeah typical Sony what do you mean typical Sony Just... we haven't talked about the uh Craven the Hunter trailer yeah, oh man well, well wait we'll do it, save that all fair but yeah. fuck me yeah. what are they at <laughs> uh, speaking of what are they at I didn't link these two that well. Oh, yeah! Because the, the t- speaking of that woman who plays Miles Morales' mother, she's a mother in another movie called Transformers Rise of the Beast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hope this continues. <laughs> um, Transformers Rise of the Beast. What do you want from me? <laughs> um, so this movie is about... Uh, oh, I have the names here. Excellent, Gary. Excellent. Well done. So, Anthony Ramos plays Noah Diaz, an ex-military electronics expert who lives with his family in Brooklyn trying to support them. Uh, so we've got him, and then we've also got Dominic Fishback who plays Elena Wallace, an artefact researcher and intern at a museum. And what happens is, through a... Uh, what's your, a Sort of a... Just a...
1: Confluence of events?
0: Yeah. What happens all of a sudden is Anthony Ramos ends up... Um, what you call it? Coming across this alien technology, which is Pete Davidson as a car, and uh, it turns out that this beacon has been activated. That uh, what you call it? Dominic Fishburne's uh, sorry, Dominique Fishback's character, El- El- Elena, 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 Elena Wallace is working on. It, it activates this beacon, which means the Transformers are called in to try and like get this thing. However, the origin of this beacon is fuck me, what am I talking about? <laughs> the origin of this beacon comes from Cybertron when they were escaping no, no. Unicron is this big yeah. robot planet that goes around eating other planets and Galactus. then and then he goes around and then he comes to one planet full of robot transformers but they're m- animals. And then
1: this, sorry, you're talking about the start now. Yeah, I'm talking about
0: the start. I was giving the origin of the beacon. Uh, I feel like if I started with this shit, I would have been completely lost. So, yeah, so what happens then is um Unicron is trying to devour this planet, but there's a group of animorphs. No, what are they called? Ani- what are they called again? Maximals. Maximals, Maximals yeah. again, transformers that are animals. Uh that look to escape this planet with this beacon, which is called a trans warp key. And this trans warp key allows you to travel between, what?
1: That's twice you've said it now, I'm going to count. Okay, you're going to count how many (laughs) times I say trans warp key?
0: Three. Cool. (laughs) This is so stupid. Okay, so, it allows you to teleport through space. And that's very helpful for Unicron, because he wants to go around gobbling up a load of planets. Anyway, the Maximals brought it to Earth, hid it away, and Elena found it, activated it, so the Maximals are like, holy shit, there's the beacon, same with the Transformers But then also there's the bad Transformers That aren't the Decepticons but another type of Transformers Because they're the ones that work for the big hungry planet So it's all, this movie is all about
1: You <laughs> can see you this I can m- see you losing the will to the, live
0: <laughs> This movie is all about Everyone trying to get the Transwarp key uh, Because if it falls into the wrong hands The Unicron will get it and devour Earth, so it's up to Anthony Ramos And the Transformers and Elena To stop the bad Transformers from getting it <laughs> Fuck me. I thought I had a handle on that. <laughs> I think that was good, wasn't it? I think that was really good. I think that's my best one, yeah. That, that was so concise. So, uh, what is good and bad about this movie? It's a Transformers movie. It's got the big glorpy glorp, glorp uh, what you call it, chunks of metal running around with absolutely no care or consideration to any sort of structures or people's lives. Um, look, okay. Anime. Uh, Story itself, very bland. They've got the MacGuffin, they need to stop the bad guys from getting the MacGuffin. It's not too much of a spoiler, but the bad guys get the MacGuffin for a bit, but it's alright because they sort it out in the end. Um, And what's normally the... What always holds these movies together is the human element of it, because... As we've seen before, Shia LaBeouf was very energetic, yeah. and then um, what you call it, uh, Megan Mark, Fox Mark had Mark. Oh, uh, what you call it. She had boobs, so therefore that was all we needed to learn from her character. Yeah. And then we had Mark Wahlberg, who was getting paid millions <laughs> to As talk about how to talk about how there's certain laws in America, which means it's okay <laughs> to date minors. Um, and then we had Hayley Steinfeld in Bumblebee, which was a fantastic because that was a very good story with the Transformers implemented into it. So now. Paramount have learned from their mistakes in that they haven't done any of that. They went back to what they had done before in the past with very sort of two dynamic human characters interacting with the big robots. So Anthony Ramos, very good actor. He doesn't get too much to do in this, yeah. I don't think. And then same with Elena, uh, Dominique Fishbur- Fishback, who I haven't seen in much things, but she held her own in this. Yeah. But I think for me, the standout in this is Pete Davidson. And that's not even sarcasm. I think he had a very good charismatic role that lent the movie a lot of comedy.
1: Well, that's that's the big thing. And it's it's always been an issue with these movies for me, is that the robots have ju- just no charisma. Yeah. Like, and it might be sacrilegious to say... um. What's his name? Brian. No, Brian. Peter Cullen.
0: Yeah. Peter, 80, 80 year old Peter Cullen. Yeah. Brian yeah. Retire him. Just yeah, retire bring
1: him. someone else yeah. in. Cause I mean like every time Optimus Prime speaks, I'm like, this is your leader. <laughs> yeah. but he's uh, like, he's got nothing. Like, um, that was just the biggest thing for me is that Pete Davidson actually brought his own sort of spin to it. Him. Ah, like and, wheels. Yeah. Him and Anti Ramas had this kind of back and forth, which I thought was really nice. And it, you know by the end certain things happen but it actually made his um his actions more meaningful in that way yeah um and then as you mentioned i think i think number one this this movie is, is actually quite well directed i think it's very clear they they've added a bit of color to the of transformers which is nice um but the biggest issue for me is that if this was the first transformers movies i think it would be not great but it would be probably met with a bit more um a bit more positive um Reaction, yeah, but the fact that this is what number seven in the franchise, Oof. you're coming off probably your best one, or you're probably yeah your best reviewed one in, in terms of um, Bumblebee, yeah. So I f- it just feels like a step backwards. Mm-hmm. And then sorry, yeah, just I know they brought in the the Maximals. I know some people were probably excited for it, but they, they just like there okay. was two two of them that just didn't talk. Yeah, they just didn't interact one with the rest. One was Oscar of
0: them. winner Michelle Yeoh, yeah. and the other one was uh, Ron Perlman. Wasn't John Perlman? Yeah,
1: yeah, and then. Like, they just... They obviously didn't add voice actors to the other two. Yeah. And then another thing that annoyed me was that one character dies halfway through the movie and then just appears at the end. (laughs) Which... I think the action scene he appears for is cool but just kind of
0: yeah, yeah you know I will was say coming. that last third act battle I had a great time Yeah, I thought that was very yeah. well directed exactly, I'm not yeah. gonna lie I actually did get goosebumps at one point could have been because I was watching an IMAX but like <laughs> yeah. the bit where they you know, the two of them on the hill they were like let's fucking do this yeah. buddy <laughs> <laughs> loved it um, it's in the trailer but like I hadn't seen the trailer so I didn't yeah.
1: time with it I was gonna say something else there oh sorry yeah the 90s reference is yeah, kind it, of annoying yeah. now I enjoyed the soundtrack but it kind of felt a bit like um what was that movie we saw recently that was just like, oh, Super Mario Bros had like, oh, yeah. yeah, just like... Needle drops What's to next? Keep the energy, what, yeah, yeah, what's next? And there's, sorry, Air as well had that as well.
0: Yeah. And I think also as well, you get a lot of cheap laughs because there's a scene where Elena's on a plane and she's nervous and she's singing to her herself. And then yeah. Anthony Ramos Yeah, she's singing a bit of TLC. Don't go chase the waterfalls. A Michael Keaton reference. I could have connected those if I wanted to, but, I, but I'm too good at connecting movies these days, David. I didn't need it. Um... And she's just singing Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls, which is funny. you're Like, oh, I know the song from the 90s. And they're like, uh, but again, I think just if it was set in present day and she started singing, I don't know, Whap. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, wow. <laughs> is that what the kids are listening to these uh, days? Yeah. I don't know. Um, dizzy, dizzy Rascal. I don't know. <laughs> I would just be like, yeah, you're a bit weird, aren't you? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's totally It's fine. good trotting stuff. Yeah. That's all fun. And... Um, and 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 it's I think I think my problem is the first act is too long. Yeah. Because I realized that like we were that whole thing before they get on a plane is an hour long. And I'm like, where was that time going? Yeah. And again, I think there's a there's a fine mix with these there's a fine balance with these movies where it's either like you're either gonna focus on the human characters and make their character development a thing, or you're gonna have the big robots smashing each other. So that's something Bumblebee did very well yeah. because it only, it kinda had those Moments, sort of. It was well balanced. It was well balanced. Whereas I don't think of this. I think no. it was. They were just like, we need another big blockbuster. And we need yeah. to make like a billion
1: dollars. The villain very bland, very boring. Yeah, a
0: bit disappointing from uh, Peter, Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yeah, I would have expected more from um,
1: him. The The villain actually uses the same plot plan three times in the movie, and it doesn't work. <laughs> that was just something I noticed yeah. halfway through. Um, yeah, it's Did
0: just because he has like two sidekicks. Yeah, one's in like a pickup truck maybe, and the other one is in like something you'd see driving around some shady parts of Dublin. <laughs> <Classic>. <laughs> I was just like, that's a dirty car. <laughs> I was um, like, he's definitely a bad guy. Yeah. Oh, some other great people in this cast though, by the way. We've got, uh, what's his name? Cristo Fernandez from uh, Ted Lassos in this.
1: Yeah. yeah, He's yeah. great.
0: Uh, Who else we got? We got John DiMaggio. He plays Stratosphere. He plays yeah. the plane. Um, there's, some, yeah, there's some other good people in this. I forgot about that.
1: But th- my biggest issue is they just, there's no, almost no differentiating the characters. No. Like, there's just, and, I'd almost just like them to say, this is your character. Add whatever you want to it. If you want to make them,
0: you know, Mm. funny, silly. It's it's, it's the same with Lisa Koshy as RC. We don't get enough of her either. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: But like, I I feel like they should, they they should treat the Transformers the same way they're treating the live action characters. Like they they seem to add, uh, like they seem to give Anthony Ramos like, you know, cues on, you need to be a bit like, Tactical. You need to be a bit silly, a bit scared mm. at times. But like, why don't do that for the Transformers I as think well? Pete Davidson did that. The but best. that's exactly what I'm saying. I just
0: read. I just read this little thing where it says Davidson. Des- uh, sorry, Davidson described voicing Mirage as Jim carries The Mask meets B- Bugs Bunny. Of course, I would love it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. There's just not enough. There's not enough. There- and there's too many of them. There's far too many of them. Like you could take the maximals out of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Other- like obviously they need to be in it because otherwise how do how do they get the warp key? <laughs> <laughs> is that five minutes? Yeah, I think cool. So. Um so yeah, it's And then the, 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 yeah. I don't know. I think it's a fine time. But there's two things about this I haven't have to mention. One, they've they mentioned Marky Mark. Yeah. What's going on there, I know, yeah. Oh
1: yeah. does Mark Wahlberg exactly. actually
0: exist in this universe? Mind blown. <laughs> two, there is a very cool easter egg not even easter egg there's just a very cool nick fury-esque avengers moment oh yeah in the end of this that i was well on board with and i'm if they make another one i'm very excited about it okay i think it'd be fun yeah yeah
1: did you enjoy no,
0: no never mind i've enjoyed nothing <laughs> you've
1: enjoyed you don't enjoy i am hollow <laughs> um yeah i don't know mm. could be the the rocks next
0: next franchise Oh, he'd fight a transformer. Yeah, would he'd he, fight one. He'd be like pulling it with a chain. He'd be like He no. wouldn't even. He'd be just uppercut, he'd be all like Yeah, he just I don't know, he'd be all like P- punch,
1: punch it in the toe. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what a weird boy. Um right. Shall we move on to the next movie? Yeah, go that on. That I've let's, linked let's link it well. together.
1: Mm, this is hard. <laughs> what is the next one?
0: Sorry. Uh, Asteroid uh, Astrid City. Okay. Yeah, we're just moving on to Asteroid City. Is yeah. there any overlap there? No. Probably. Any of the cast? Nope. Unfortunately not. Sorry, we're going to have to move on to... Yeah, just I should have... Look, I'm a bad man. I should have done this correctly. Right, we're going to talk about Asteroid City. Asteroid City. Oh, speaking uh, of Mark Wahlberg, Asteroid City.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, Asteroid City is the latest installment in... Uh, director. Wes Anderson's
0: delusional Hollywood <laughs> career.
1: Yeah, and... Wes Anderson's next film, Asteroid City. Uh, so, this, I will say it's convoluted. <laughs> um, oh. It's about a yeah, on, David, director me. writer who is writing a play, which we also get to see on screen, um, which takes place in a, what do they say, California, Nevada, Arizona desert town <laughs> called Asteroid City, where. Um, there is a big crater that was created by an asteroid, which is kind of where they get stuff. its fame It's more from. of a town, though,
0: isn't it? Town.
1: <laughs> there is a cafe. There is a motel. There's a half-built bridge. And what we get to see is, number one, how he, the process in which the writer writes the play, but also we get to see how the play inf- unfolds in front of our eyes, but this is it's really the movie. Now, okay... <laughs> What I will say is, like I enjoy... This is the one me and David haven't talked about yet. I enjoy Wes Anderson's comedy. I enjoy his little quirkiness. Mm, mm. I know it's not for everyone. I know mm. it's especially not for Gary. <laughs> <laughs> um, and personally, I don't think... I think he, he wrote this story... It, it's way too convoluted. I think he probably got about four or five ideas and just tr- decided to stick them all together. But personally, I actually had a fun time with this. I, I enjoy being in the world. It was, you know... The silly little jokes at times, which just had me chuckling. It's not good. <laughs> it's I'm, I'm willing to say that, but and it's definitely not for everyone. I I wouldn't recommend this to people. It would be more just like you know, if you like Wes Anderson, you know maybe go yeah. see it. Um, I'm personally probably rank it towards the end of his like his his movies yeah. or anything. But I personally, I just had a good time. It's it, like I just be able to turn your brain off for a bit and see some. Some famous actors interact with each other um, in this quirky little world. I I like the colors. I know I'm a child, but <laughs> I just I thought His the movies don't good. But I like the colors. The the balance between you know real world black and white and the the colors that appear in Asteroid City. I thought was pretty cool. Mm. Um, yeah, I I don't think it's good, but I had a good time in it. Mm. And
0: I have this I have this little like MIDI synopsis of it here, which yeah? is a set, it, just 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 to like it goes set in the 1950s a tv host introduced a televised production of the in-universe fictional asteroid city a play by famed playwriter conrad earp in it a young astronomy convention is held in a fictional desert town of the set of the same name and the play's events are depicted in widescreen and stylized color while the tv special is seen in black and white at at academy ratio the fuck
1: (laughs) that's what i'm saying he just had about four ideas and just mixed them all together um, i feel like he was trying to so the big thing with me here is i've seen a lot of different things popping up so like there's a quarantine scene which yeah. i thought was is that linked to covid mm. there is a, a scene depicting a playwright and i'm trying to think is is wes anderson trying to put himself on screen mm. and try and see his but it's whatever you think i like, don't tell me tell me what you think because it's I, pretentious I as it. fuck it's yeah, so it's, pretentious it's so up, uh, it's, I like so to see up its own hole
0: and I just think It's so funny That he comes out He's coming out Against all the TikTok stuff And he's all like That's not what I'm about But he just made a movie yeah. About that um, The met- the story Look I understand movies Always have a bit more They're a bit more abstract I can't make heads or tails of this It's very meta hmm. But I, to no point I'm, I don't even get a chuckle Of like a, Oh that's a very good observation I ch- It's just kind of like Saying stuff for the sake of it To be like Look at me saying these things
1: Selling the land I thought that was funny in the desert.
0: But it never pays off. I don't know that. Uh, this this is this movie in a whole. Nothing pays off. Yeah. Everything feels like, every, like things are set up, set up and there's no yeah. conclusion to any of it. Right. I don't get it. And um, the characters themselves, all unlikable. I couldn't root for anyone. And I love all these actors. This movie's obviously meant to, there's some emotional moments in it because our main character, Jason Schwartzman's wife, had passed away and he's with his kids and the grandfather character comes in later. And you're meant to feel like a sort of sadness, I think
1: there's no heart in it either and you saying. get Tom Hanks yeah. the king
0: of heartfelt emotional yeah. heart scenes uh, of hearty heartness like he could do anything he'd make you feel sad about like a fork like it's just but this nothing and I think the jokes there are some funny jokes in it yeah. I did laugh I had to say I did have a good time but you know those laughs are like, ha! Or like ha! just like those yeah. type of laughs yeah. um, and I just think yeah I think it's for diehard fans the dialogue It's just very robotic. I know it's Wes Anderson's style, but it just, again, never felt like it paid off to anything. The camera moves. There's scenes where the camera just moves. You know the when they sometimes they're giving the speech and they move in the head and the camera, like, I felt dizzy at times. I'm like, what are you moving the camera? It stays. I felt like I was watching a fucking 1970s Scorsese movie where he's (laughs) coked out of his mind. I just like, what is (laughs) <laughs> and then like the okay the colours I don't know I just felt they were a bit much at times especially when you're contrasting with the black and white I was like ow yeah <laughs> My I eyes. feel
1: like yeah look I definitely think he had an idea for about 45 minutes mm. and he's just stretched that out way too much I think like Brian Cranston's stuff cut that all out maybe just just do the stuff in Asteroid City and yeah if you cut
0: if it was just Asteroid City and it was all about a quarantine yeah and all about a bit like love and grief and all yeah. that sort of stuff i I'd yeah. be more tolerable for it but What's annoying is the it's not too much of a spoiler. The payoff of the asteroid city stuff is in the play, yeah, or is in the the, the black and white scenes. Yeah. But even at that, I they had these two characters have a conversation. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> and that's the end of it. Kind yeah, of. and then the fucking there's an acting class scene, and yeah. they all repeat the same thing. Yeah, balls, <laughs> balls, David. That was such. Falls. i upset myself so much that day by watching that movie at 20 past one i was fresh you know me the earlier i see a movie in the day the better better. it's why i have great things to say about (laughs) bose afraid and indian jones destiny but this movie 20 past one on a sunday no less yeah bad mood central
1: yeah oh as i said i don't think it's good i wouldn't recommend it to people i just had a fun time with it
0: i just but see my other problem is i'd love to see wes anderson direct something that he didn't write yeah he, he writes it, he directs he everything was, he There was another guy who wrote Roman the story. Coppola. Roman Coppola, yeah, sorry. We all know where he comes
1: from. Wes Anderson wrote the screenplay, but Roman Coppola and him wrote the story.
0: Oh, then he needs to be stopped. Yeah. Either way. No, I think I'd love to see him direct something that he, that he didn't write. I yeah. think it'd be really interesting. Yeah. Like imagine um, him directing something written by... Who's fun? Sco- uh, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. <laughs> imagine good. a court scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, Wes Anderson
1: directing. Um, yeah, like, I, I can't disagree with anything. It's just more my personal preference. I yeah. had a fun time. But, uh, Great cast. I, I just, yeah. There was just way too much to it. And, like, I like the
0: song. There's a good song in there's it. There's a good song Have in time it. I top of that.
1: There was, yeah, I just, it's it's stretched way too thinly. It's like butter spread over too much bread. It's just, there's holes in it Yeah, everywhere. you just feel like
0: you've been holding on to the one ring for the too one long. Ring for
1: too long, exactly. That's where that's from, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking where I was going to. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Mm. Yeah, don't rush out to see it. Go yeah. watch Grand Beauty Best Hotel there.
0: Or... Go watch No Hard Feelings. No hard feelings, exactly. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. If you were looking for a f- proper a comedy, comedy yeah. yeah. Uh speaking about uh butter spread over too much <laughs> spread it over too much bread. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the Dial of <laughs> Destiny. I told you I connected these somehow. This is it my turn? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. okay.
1: Is this our last film? Yeah, it is. Yeah, we
0: spent this. We didn't do. We didn't do a saw the other day because David hasn't done any movies this month. I
1: did two movies and I'll recommend them to nobody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh, Indiana Jones: The Dial Destiny. We meet up with Harrison's Ford Indiana in nineteen sixty-nine. No, before that, remember? Was not? did they not go to the
1: movie? Oh no,
0: no, (laughs) okay. So we meet up in 1969 and Harrison Ford, uh, Indiana Jones is retiring, but all of a sudden his goddaughter comes into play about this certain artefact that her father, Indiana Jones' besie mate, who we haven't heard about for the last four movies, uh, was obsessed with, but she has a she wants to try and, and you know, find it to be able to honour her, her father's legacy. But we realise with this artefact there's a bit of history with it because we go back to 1941... Sure. Why not? Where Indiana Jones had actually. Oh no, it was up. towards the end of the war. 1944. Yeah, 1944 or, so. or something. Um, around Seizu time. <laughs> exactly. That. Uh, that's a callback to the last That's a callback to the last episode. <laughs> or the last monthly episode. Um, and yeah, so we, we realized that uh, his paths had crossed with this dial before when he was teaming up with Toby Jones, who was playing uh, Phoebe Waller Bridges. Father, Father uh, she's the goddaughter uh, and he comes up, comes up against Mads Mikkelsen's Jürgen Voller and um, flash forward like I said to 1969 and uh, Mads Mikkelsen's Jürgen Voller has helped the US get to the moon And but his real goal is he wants to find this dial of destiny so it's all about Indiana Jones, Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Mads Mikkelsen all trying to uh, get this dial because it's Archimedes' dial and it does something bad
1: yeah that's better um, isn't it? I distinctly remember Christmas in my grandparents' house being told about to be Indiana Jones for the first time. Mm-hmm. Now, as a, I don't know, seven, eight, nine-year-old being told, oh, we should watch Indiana Jones. Sounds a bit goofy, right? It's Indiana Jones, you know, it's... it's so it sounds like a name for a dog. Yeah, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> the dog's name is Indiana. It sounds a bit silly, but we sat down and watched it, and I've been captivated by the character ever
0: since. Okay, I love Indiana Jones. Um, He's like your James Bond.
1: Yeah, he is. Hmm. Like he Spielbergs, James Bond. Um yeah. I love I love those first three movies. I think they're almost the perfect trilogy. Oh. Um now what I will say about this movie is it's a fun time. You'll some people will find some enjoyment from it. My biggest issue is I was just unsatisfied yep. by the end. And I think the is- the biggest issue with making an Indiana Jones movie that's baking indiana jones movie now is that those those first three movies were just so you know set in their time in terms of like the way they were the way they were manufactured and built and stuff that you know the practical effects the everything was just grimy and dirty whereas it's just with the cgi in this it was just so it it made things look so um shiny and clean which just it doesn't feel indiana jonesy I, I again I can't say I, I love seeing you know Harrison Ford playing the character again seeing him on screen and uh, he does a decent job at times Uh there is some flashback scenes which I thought were probably some of the best de-aging we got there it's not perfect but it's it's some of the best we've seen especially when you compare it to the likes of Luke Skywalker and Carrie Fisher Carrie Fisher's Princess Leia in, in Star Wars and who else Top. Tarkin as well. Yeah. Um, so like they've they've definitely really improved that, but again, it's it's not perfect. Um, that opening scene is probably my favorite bit in the movie. Yeah. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is grand. Story-wise, I think there's a lot of holes in it for me. Like, what happened to Mads Mikkelsen's character between flashback and present day is a little bit wonky. Ah. I'm not I'm not gonna dig. You know, it's I'm not gonna nitpick, but Sounds it's like just yeah, exactly. It's, it is a nitpick. But yeah, my just my biggest thing from this movie was just kind of unsatisfaction by the whole thing, and I don't know if I had huge expectations going into it. I was, I, I suppose, when you, you get the likes of um, James Mango back on board or on board, um, you know, you have obviously Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller Bridge doing parts of the script. You you kind of, I kind of had s- certain expectations, um, but yeah, just a little bit disappointing, and yeah, I kind of wish they would kind of stopped with this character or else you know what recast and put him back against the
0: Nazis just oh know. he's already said Harrison well, Ford came out and said if I die the character dies
1: okay and maybe yeah maybe that's yeah. the best thing to do but like they, they, they've they done other Indiana Jones projects without him yeah. so like but yeah I I what I will say is if if you're going out to see it and you want to see it do uh, make up your own mind because I'm not going <laughs> to say that no because I'm yeah. not going to say yeah, that yeah. my opinion is the only correct one you know as he said Gary you went in with probably lowered expectation and you enjoyed this but yeah it's just it's if if this wasn't Indiana Jones, I think I'd have a better time with
0: it. This was going to be my counter argument. Is it better or worse than Uncharted?
1: Yeah, and see that's the thing you that,
0: gave Uncharted four stars. I I had a great time at Uncharted, but it's because of the the yeah, source material exactly. I, I yeah. get that, and that all comes down to expectations. Yeah, and I went in with low expectations. He went in with high expectations, and I was blown. I wasn't blown away. I had a great time with this. Again, it's not I half don't know If it
1: is better than Uncharted, but anyway, go on.
0: <laughs> and no, I think so. What? So yeah, I I disagree. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think what you're saying is incorrect, but I would disagree with some of it, yeah. where it's like, I think this is a really fun, thrilling, globetrotting adventure, where, uh, like, I don't, I, like, I don't really care about some of the plot holes, or I don't think there is yeah. many plot holes, I just think it's, you just go to A to B, and it's kind of just a fun, action set piece in each of the, yeah, adventures, I'd- and like, you kind of follow around this dial, and the, it, it does all the classic Indiana Jones or all the sort of sort of treasure hunter and things where you might have to team up with the bad guy at one point. And then it looks like Dave the other hand, and it does all it hits, it ticks, it ticks, all those beats. But I think what sort of stands out for me about this movie, in compared to like maybe the more average ones, is James Mangold's directing. It, it's not Spielberg Indiana yeah. Jones, like don't get me wrong, it's, it doesn't match up to that. But I think some of the action directing is very very good. Um, some of the some of the line delivery, it's great by both. Yeah. Um, Waller, Bridge, and Ford. I agree, Ford's not very energetic in yeah. this, but he does the best he can. He's yeah. 80 years old. Yeah. He's still got some sort of rig. He's got a great <laughs> yeah. rig on him. Uh, and Phoebe Wallace, Bridge's character, a lot of people are giving it shtick because yeah. they kind of have a preconceived notions of what that type of character is going to be in this movie yeah, and she's not really but she's a really nice counterbalance to Harrison yeah. Ford in that she is morally corrupt yeah. but they both have the same goal and because they have that shared past they're on the same side and it's really interesting to see Harrison Ford kind of teaming up with that person because he hasn't really had to do it in the past yeah. like, in the indiana jones franchise franchise um, i'll agree the kid that's in it he's fine he's no short round yeah uh but what you call it i i, I think he still does a fine job and um, the cgi for me that was the biggest thing about it i didn't love the digital de-aging and i think some of the some of the like background cgi yeah. i felt like it was maybe on the void or something like yeah. that and um, but the actions the action scenes the tuk-tuk scene the opening train scene and um, all of them have this escalating all this have them escalating sort of momentum and then they all have that typical Indiana Jones like he thinks he's safe but it's about to get 10 times worse yeah. and there's some nice little callbacks to the originals there's some great thing about snakes that me and you yeah. had a really good time at as well and um, it's got it's got the, the the William score which I think is makes it as well yeah. the villain is the villain and um, yeah I don't know I think it's just I think it's just you switch your brain off and you go to your cinema you watch it on a big screen and it's a fun time I think if you look at it as the potentially the last Indiana Jones movie to close out a story it's not good in that sense yeah. but yeah it's just a fun club drop cloak yeah.
1: time I, I will agree with you I think I enjoyed the um, the action set pieces my my probably my biggest issue is like they had certain action set pieces set out the threads between them just a little bit too loose for me and I don't know it, yeah. it, it just kind of felt like oh we need to go here to do this and that's all they were doing ch- checking boxes now my final point and what I will say is um, someone asked me oh sh- you know I like India I've never seen any Indiana Jones should I go see this movie and my answer was no just Whoa. go home and watch Last Crusade
0: watch Raiders would it not be watch- better to watch this and then go back to watch the videos Mm, or if they maybe. really like the first three based on your recommendation, and then they go like, "Oh, can't wait for number five and then no, you're okay, like, so David you,
1: you think you want to lower their expectations with yes. this one?" And then, okay, maybe. Yeah. But like I just said, you know, instead of you know wasting your money and wasting your time watching <laughs> watching this two and a half hour movie, go home and watch the original trilogy, which is you know far better. I uh, still
0: t- i I stand by this is a fun turn your brain off, block but that's what
1: that's what I'm saying. Like the, you're saying, the other three aren't as good. Are are you saying those are
0: different movies? those but are
1: that's what i'm movies. saying you're you're much if you if you haven't seen indian jones oh, ever yeah. before this like this is not the one to see first in the same way like with i don't know ant man i don't know star wars what? I, I, sorry i'm just thinking of something if that's you haven't like, seen one, I just thinking, go back and watch i trying to think of something that's like terrible recently and just like if you go back and watch the originals
0: but you know Fast and Furious <laughs> The first one <laughs> Yeah boy um, Back when they were Actually racing on the
1: streets um,
0: Live action Disney remakes
1: Yeah there you go Little Mermaid
0: the Little Mermaid uh, I should
1: really watch The original
0: Oh Creed 3 Yeah, fine. yeah watch Rocky <laughs> Yeah um, Yeah I don't know I think we're this, I'm su- very surprised At how polarised We are on this mm. But again you have Much more of a love A deep-rooted love for Indiana Jones. No, you do. I'm
1: I'm even trying to take that out of the equation. Nah, you can't though. I'm trying to, but I I still don't think... uh, Now that you say it, I think I had a better time, like, objectively with Uncharted. Like, the fact that the two... Even with the the kids talking
0: behind us. Yeah, I know. The
1: the two characters in that give more... Like enthusiasm to the role, and
0: oh no, Harrison come on! Ford. I think Harrison yeah. Ford puts a lot of enthusiasm he into does. this He's just old, like I know. <laughs> like, he's like put him to bed. <laughs> no, nah, he's but I, 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 he, I don't know. I think it's weird. One, why was this a can? Yeah, and no two, other, like there's no message besides Nazis are bad and they love art. You gotta give it to the Nazis at some point. Like they looked, at, they liked a lot of art. You know what I mean? They were cultured, bad people. Yeah, I should edit that out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I I'll I'll just try to think like look put it this way the Nazis were never looking for the transwarp key
1: <laughs> they were looking yep. for a different MacGuffin yeah um,
0: yeah Ugh. look yeah we can move on look look put it this way as soon as that's dropping on Disney Plus there's your Friday movie sorted not for me go watch Rylane Lane instead yeah exactly yeah shall we start talking about what's coming out next month go for it the end of cinema Movies are, movies are over after this month We've established Oh yeah As, right, as a, as a course, society yeah. Because you're either a, I, I'm really fucking sick Of the Barbie Oppenheimer thing I'm actually just
1: You're either a plastic doll Or an atomic bomb Just
0: Just just, And this whole thing About the double feature thing Is like no Like I Look I'm a psychopath Who's been to three movies In a in a day But going to see Barbie And Oppenheimer the same day Open weekend Are you mad Be a load of lunatics Anyway we'll what, bo- What's
1: that five and a half hours In the cinema Nonsense
0: Yeah. Anyway Right We'll get kickstarted Elemental Woo I didn't write any of the Descriptions down He's made of water She's made of flames And there's other There's wind people And grass people Well how will they ever get on It's a love story It's Pixar It didn't make a lot of money Because it's already out the states Teams be doing okay Review wise I'll watch it when it gets on Disney Plus Yeah Correct um, Oh the movies everyone's, everyone's like Oh will Mission Impossible be good Will Oppenheimer be good Will Barry be good Guys <laughs> Guys, what do you do? What are you, why are you leaving your gaff? Why are you spending like 15-20 quid to go watch a movie on a big screen? Watch a movie at home in the comfort of your own home on Netflix, a, be- a, a service that I'm, as far as I'm aware, has never done anything wrong to gouge money out of people. I watch a movie called The Outlaws. It's a, it's a beautiful. Uh, this movie called The Outlaws, and everyone's like, Gary, what the fuck is The Outlaws? I have no idea what you're talking about, Gary. But you know the other way, I was like, hey, hey, no hard feelings. Looks so good. And last month, I was like, Strays is coming out, even though it's August. But everyone's, everyone's, everyone's missing out on The Outlaws, David. It's directed by Tyler Spindle. You know, the guy who did The Wrong Missy for Netflix, which everyone said was the worst movie ever. He's also done a he's also, he's also also directed the Rob Schneider comedy special on Netflix. So this guy knows comedy, David, all right? I know what you're thinking, just get to it, but no. Uh, and who else does it have? It has Adam, Devi- Adam Devine in it. Devine? Devine, yeah. He's in a load of great stuff. Nina Dobrev? What's comedy queen? You've got Ellen Barkin. Uh, are you... <laughs> <barking up the laughs> uh, look, let's say you're not barking up the wrong tree with this. And then you've got... Who's this? Who's this, who's this character? I'll say, is this... I, I can't I can't read the name, but by the looks, David, he looks like he's from Navin. <laughs> <laughs> Navinative actor Pierce Brendan Brosnan getting a big filthy paycheck from Netflix to appear in a movie that looks... Awful! It looks so bad. So basically it's about a straight-laced ba- bank manager is about to marry the love of his life when his bank is held up by the infamous ghost bandits during his wedding week and he believes his future in-laws who have just arrived in town are the famous outlaws. Did you get it? Yeah. That was too much.
1: Yeah. Um, I think you gave that m- movie way too much time. I think
0: I talked about that more than I did uh, Asteroid City.
1: I'm sure the amount of time you've put into that bit yeah. was half, was double the amount of time they put into the concept building how dare
0: you are you saying that Ben Zazovi and Ellen Turner didn't think about it you know Ben Zazovi who did Sherlock Gnomes and the Tooth Fairy 2 the better Tooth Fairy really (laughs) no (laughs) Uh, and then the other guy who hasn't written any other movies before this looks awful this looks this looks woeful this is the type of movie where I'd see it be coming out on Netflix like the problem with Netflix is they're not making good movies uh, but Pierce Brosnan's in it so I'll probably watch it <laughs> they make a joke about James Bond they make a joke about it being the fifth of James Bond David oh they, they do did you watch the trailer? no me I don't watch you're trailers not leaving, you're not leaving this I don't too. watch
1: trailers never mind trailers for bad movies <laughs> ah anyway no. it looks awful skip it uh,
0: then next week the, the 10th of July or the 14th of July depending where you are Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning part 1
1: Yeah, looking forward to
0: it. It's uh, his what's his name again, Ethan Hawk? Ethan Ethan Hunt, Hunt. Ethan
1: Hunt, not the actor, not
0: the actor. (laughs) Um, he's gone rogue, and it's up to some. He probably, I'm making this up, uh, don't think this is real. Uh, but he, I'm gonna guess there's he needs something from his past has come out, and he needs to get the gang back together again to pull off a, a stunt that we would deem improbable, if not impossible, and um. And there's some secret society and someone's... St- the CIA or whatever place he used to work for. IMF. The IMF are trying to get him, but he's not going to let them because he's fucking going to go out there and do it.
1: <laughs> that sounds like the last four... Uh, but missions.
0: that's why I think I'm right. Yeah, exactly. Surely, no? Um you excited also, for
1: this? It also sounded a little bit like a Fast and Furious movie. Uh, look, I am... I'm, I'm, I'm I am... I am... For this. Um, although I do feel like... Yeah, he's kind of lost his mind.
0: I think this is going to make buffer money yeah. based off of them. Um, I have the. Oh, wow. This is a long one. Ethan Hunt and his IMF team embark on their most dangerous mission yet sure Uh, to track down a terrifying new weapon that threatens all of humanity before it falls into the wrong hands the rabbit's foot it's a bit of it's a bit of fast and furious here now (laughs) Uh, with the control of of the future and the fate of the world at stake and dark forces from Ethan's (laughs) past closing in I'm kinda right uh, the deadly race around the globe begins confronted by a mysterious all-powerful enemy Ethan is uh, is forced to consider that nothing can matter more than his mission not even the lives of those he cares about so someone's dying Yeah. so someone's dying at the end of this, and then they'll be like continued part two.
1: Like Dobby at the end of the first Harry Potter. Yeah. Or the, sorry, the sixth Harry Potter. Seventh. Oh, I can't remember. Seventh one. Yeah. 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 Uh, I am looking forward Dobby. To, I am looking forward to this. Um, but we'll see. Great cast. Yeah. Um sorry, I'm trying to think there. Um Agent Carter. What's her name? Heather oh, Haley Atwell Haley Atwell She hasn't been in this before. No. And um the girl who plays Rebecca Ferguson. No the girl, plays, the girl who plays The girl
0: who played Vanessa Kirby Vanessa Kirby yeah. there we The go. Queen's sister <laughs> Yes And the new Sue Stone.
1: Yes Allegedly Or oh, is that I confirmed
0: I don't
1: know um, she's, Has she been in it before? I can't remember the last one, uh, well, the, last one the last one Cameron was uh, Cavill? Henry Cavill
0: And okay. she was in the last one
1: See was she also in Hobbs and Shaw She's John? also in Hobbs and Shaw yeah.
0: <laughs> She's also in Jupiter Ascending I think that's Everest.
1: what I'm confusing it with um, No look we'll see
0: Look I I I think
1: these are always a romp of a movie. Yeah, they're always a fun time. Especially the the fact the last one we've seen with this crew is um, Top Gun Maverick, like director and stuff. Yeah,
0: Christopher McQuarrie, known for just only doing Tom Tom Cruise Cruise movies. movies. Yeah, Um, I want John little little top secret. I want him to do a James Bond movie. There we go. I know, starring Tom Cruise as James Bond. (laughs) Oh, wow. An American. Yeah. I've watched a lot of Tom Cruise movies recently. Yeah. And by that, I mean, I've watched two. I watched The Color of Money and I've watched uh, Risky Business this morning. Yeah. He's a fucked individual. <laughs> uh, and then, as mentioned the two big movies this month uh, Oppenheimer and Bar- this year, I guess, Barbie and Oppenheimer. Barbie is about the doll, and Oppenheimer <laughs> is about the bomb. Yeah. One's about a bomb, one's about a bomb shell. <laughs>
1: it's pretty simple, folks. Um, the only thing I have to say is I hope Oppenheimer is good. Actually, no, I only hope that Killian Murphy's performance in Oppenheimer is mm. good, so that he gets into Oscar contention because that man deserves an Oscar because he's from Cork, <laughs>
0: <laughs> an underrepresented uh, portion. <laughs> see, this is where I get the podcast gets the most loose. Do you see, Paul Mescal's been invited to join the Academy. Yeah, why? He bought a rug.
1: <laughs> yeah. So do you not, do you look at? introduction to the academy if you, you win get... oh okay, but they've sorry.
0: invited a lot of people to add more diversity and stuff like that so there wasn't anyone from kildare <laughs> so, so and also yeah. he has a nice rug do you mean from the movie after son oh, yeah. yeah that's gonna, that's, all that's gonna does. feature heavily in the punisher podcast uh, by the way class um because that's all he does in that movie he just buys a rug yeah uh
1: he cries a bit he cries a
0: bit but then don't worry he feels better because it's a rug yeah
1: um yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Uh, yeah there was one someone else though famous, wasn't
0: there? Uh the the the, uh, the girl. Uh wasn't your Shoe? one? No. Shoot. There's a load of people who have been ducked, like, uh, Brennan Fraser and all those. Anyway, so Oppenheimer, stacked cast, Christopher Nolan's coming back in a, with a bang uh, after Warner Brothers were like, hey, can you make a movie for a certain amount of uh, money, and then, like, you know, we get these percentages, and he's yeah. like, no, I'm going, I'm bring, I'm taking my bomb, and I'm going to another company, yeah. Universal, like, you can have whatever the fuck you want, just make <laughs> us a load of money. Yeah. So he made this three-hour movie about how the atomic bomb was made, with the cast with one of the most stacked casts of all time, uh, but yeah, mo- most importantly, Killian Murphy as Mr. Oppenheimer. Yeah, I, I, I have a hot take that this is going to be mid. I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong. But
1: so, wait, you, you didn't like Tenant or Tenet. I thought Tenant was fine. Yeah,
0: I thought Tenant was fine. I thought Interstellar had very good visual moments, but as a story, I thought it was meh. Same with Tenant, and I feel like it's going to happen with Oppenheimer, where he's going to be so focused on bomb shit, it's actually going to be a boring three hour movie. Maybe. I just want—I just want a good Nolan movie to get excited about. Exception's but great.
1: Do you not think like this is going to be more of a character study? The fact that it's f- about I a hope bubble. so. Yeah.
0: But I, 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 there's something about like Christopher Nolan would be sitting in a room with a camera pointed at Killing Murphy, and he's just like, "No, nah, no, nah, this got to be bigger. This got to be bigger. <laughs> Can we just like, we have, have to,
1: this is going to be on IMAX? That's what I mean. He's <laughs> like,
0: he's so I don't know. I could be so proven wrong, but this is the hunch I'm getting from the movie. It just yeah. seems to be very like, yeah, selling me on the spectacle rather than the story See, i don't
1: I don't know if it is i feel like i i haven't watched any trailers apart from the ones that's in cinemas yeah and then again the nice thing about that is they've they've put a trailer in cinemas which is just a teaser which means that you don't get and like i i know there's a big cast behind this i can't remember who's on who's in it i think matt damon's in it i could do a list if you No, want. don't tell me oh uh, you know? no i definitely i've definitely heard names Benny but he's in it <laughs> oh we're gonna hear about that <laughs> yeah. um but that's why I'm excited is the fact that it, I don't know anything about this right. I, know, I know it's going to be and I, I, like Killian Murphy is front and centre and I feel like it's going to be a character study on him his thoughts his regrets his you know and it, from what I can tell the little bit of the trailers I've seen I feel like it's going to go through his life maybe pre-Bomb during Bomb after Bomb and hopefully we'll get to see that character involved sorry you know what I mean yeah
0: no after Bomb just sounds like a much better name yeah. for after something yeah
1: but like See that character evolve, and that's what I'm hoping to see. And I'm sure we're uh, hopefully there's some sort of like the whole US military construct and yeah. all this stuff. Hopefully, he just yeah. I hope so as well. But, I honestly hope but, so. Yeah,
0: I'm just worried. Yeah, I just don't think Nolan is a guaranteed deliverer anymore. Yeah cuz especially when he, there's no studio experience. it's
1: always yeah concept over yeah yeah
0: again happy Story. to be proven wrong this is just my hunch on it yeah. and i feel like what's going to happen is the internet are going to tell me this movie's great and i'm going to come out of it being like that was fine <laughs> happy to be proven wrong yeah that's my hunch yeah speaking of that i have the exact same thing with barbie where barbie is uh, the the tagline is to be to live in barbie land is to be a perfect being in a perfect place unless you have a full existential crisis or you're a ken okay so this movie is margot robbie's barbie yeah and she uh she goes into the real world and starts to realize that um the sort of i guess the nuances of being a Human. woman i think yeah, woman. in 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 sort of real life and what sort of is expected of women i.e in like the barbie land and stuff like that yeah it's written by it's directed by greta Gerwig, incredible director she did Little yeah. women and Frances ha uh which i have not watched i will watch before i get her Bird and Lady Bird yes I I, was, I was <laughs> sorry you get getting to it, it. Um, so yeah those are, I, I love Little Women wasn't a big fan of Ladybird and Frances Ha TBD um, but it's written by Noah Baumbach <laughs> yeah hit and miss hit and miss I liked Marriage Story um, but you watch White Noise. Yeah, that was nonsense. Nonsense. So yeah. Th- I, yeah, that was on Netflix. So. This movie looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I want the comedy to be there. That's. I, I, there looks to be very funny moments in it. Uh, Ryan Gosling has come out and said it's the best script he's ever read. Time Magazine said it was good. Notoriously good movie <laughs> reviewers, Time Magazine. So it must be yeah. good. No, I don't know. I'm very, I'm looking for a fun time. It seems to have some really funny, witty observations on society that I'm hoping to yeah. enjoy as well.
1: But it, does that mean it's a good movie?
0: Yeah. That's it, it, my worry.
1: My, my, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you there. Does it get too meta?
0: Yeah, that's and my like, thing. It's like, it's more message than movie. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. Again, yeah. I've you proven wrong, but I feel, and then I feel what's going to happen is the internet is going to say this is good and yeah. I'll come out being like, it was fine.
1: <laughs> so who's wrong?
0: Oh, like I'm, I'm happy to be wrong like uh, again I know my, my my review of Indiana Jones is very inflated to what other yeah, people think yeah but as someone with a movie podcast <laughs> yeah, I feel exactly. like I stand for something <laughs> exactly um, you've got two legs to stand yeah up. I love Ryan Gosling yeah love with a passion J- I tell you why I'd also speaking of actually wanting Oppenheimer to do well for Killian Murphy I'd love this to do well for Margot Robbie yeah. I think she is an incredible actress I think she has had awful luck we picking movies recently yeah. between Amsterdam asteroid city and uh, she wasn't really in that <laughs> no she wasn't
1: and then this, what, what was the other sh- one she was in yet last year it was literally came out the same time as Amsterdam wasn't it uh,
0: oh, oh babylon she was babylon. babylon oh she's great in babylon i know she's great in unbelievable about bad movie though yeah. same with birds of prey same with uh oh she was great in bombshell as well yeah. oh she thought eh, i don't know what she was like but she was in the legend of tarzan you said that did you not see that? I have seen it, yeah. Oh, sorry. I can't fucking remember what she's oh, like right. now. I was too busy focused on that hosier song. <laughs> uh, and then she's also in About Time, a movie with a corrupt message that people need to be more angry about. She's a great actress. So, she's great. She's great in Wolf of Wall Street. She's great. In, uh, she's, she's, how do I describe it? She's well used in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. but I don't like what she was used to do. And she's yeah. great. She's great in she Night. getting enough
1: time in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Great,
0: yeah. Great in Tanya. Great as Harley Quinn. Um, but so I want to see I want to see her have a big movie behind it and this is like this is I feel like her last big shot to have yeah. a movie that is going to be um, highly marketed highly budgeted or funded and stuff like that so I'd love it to see do well for her and for the girls as well yeah I
1: don't know if you've seen the memes about like um, obviously um, Tom Cruise and the Mission Impossible crew and then Greta Gerwig Margot Robbie and the Barbie crew are all getting on the bandwagon of like one tick two tickets of Barbie two tickets to Oppenheimer just The memes about like Christopher Nolan knocking on Killian uh, Murphy's door, <laughs> come
0: on, Barbie, let's go party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Killian um,
1: Murphy's just like, no, no, that's
0: not my job. You ever seen the interview him of him of someone being like, oh, so you and Tom Hardy are both British, and he goes, Irish, Irish, <laughs> I'm Irish. Yeah. He's like, oh, so you're both from that northern Irish, Irish, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that man takes no, I shit. love it, it's great. Uh, um, also in this movie, by the way, do you mind if I say the cast for this? Yeah, go on. you know, you got Ryan Gosling, like I said, American Friera, she's very funny. Yeah, uh, Will Farrell. Issa Rae Would love her to be funny In this compared to Spider Across Spider-Verse Kate McKinnon I love her in SNL I don't like What she's doing in the trailer yeah. So I'm, not, I'm unsure about it uh, Rhea Perlman's in this Who you might know From Matilda Yeah uh, What else Who else is in this Emma Mackey from um, Sex Education, Sex Education. Uh, Same with The new Doctor Who What's his name
1: Ah uh, Oh I don't know his name Yeah You dirty pig you did,
0: Ah what, where, what, Why is it not in Letterboxd Letterboxd is good just ignore this being bad <laughs> uh, and then yeah there's a lot of other like people who I want this movie to do well for them as well yeah. and I look okay. Simu Leo. Simu Leo as well uh, Michael Sayre. yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah I don't know I'm just I'm apprehensive about it I think it's got a lot going against it that the marketing's paving over yeah
1: I don't know I feel like that's probably a good thing though that you're lower, lower yeah direct
0: I have lower expectations for both yeah and just remember, if I am right about this, I'm going to fucking milk it for <laughs>
1: years. But again, that's going to be your opinion. Like, that's not... Oh, yeah, yeah. That won't be an objective truth. No. But nothing is objective truth in your opinion. Well, except for Asteroid
0: City being balls. Yeah, like, I that's know. not my opinion. That is a balls movie.
1: Yeah, that's right. Can, I can agree with that. Yeah. Fair. I
0: did, didn't change my enjoyment. <laughs> there you go. Ugh, shut up. Um, yes, that's July. We'll have a nice short episode next month.
1: Is there nothing coming out that last weekend? No, like, who's going up against go, the other two. Going, Okay,
0: so there you
1: go. I don't. Know, I feel like there's a chance for a little indie movie to
0: go watch No Hard Feelings out. again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But that's it, David. That's it. That's it.
1: That's June. I had a great time. That's Dune two. Hmm. That's Dune June
0: June done. June nice done. done. Uh, but yeah, it's great. Look at us talking about movies, eh? Yeah. Yeah, David, you can beat an egg, but you can't beat this. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I am so tired. <laughs> right, go. Dave thanks for having me oh cheers thanks man thanks for coming back I also want to thank everyone who's listened to this and any of the other episodes and if they want to keep up to date you know what they can do there they can follow at Reading on Instagram they can follow the YouTube the TikTok the Letterbox. all the links are in the description there's also the email readingofthepearsgmail.com where you can send us emails to be like "Hi, you're so wrong about Oppenheimer and that'd be fair but that's their opinion and I know I'm a- Irish uh, subscribe and follow on Spotify and Apple and give us five stars and stuff like that and uh, yeah anything else?
1: I was going to mention something that I've been doing previously er, recently so what I do is I listen to the podcast on Spotify mm-hmm. um, and then I typically turn on a video on YouTube of the Spotify of the sorry podcast in my background while yeah. I'm working, yeah. just to get more
0: views on Get the, get the b- bump the numbers. Bump the numbers. Yeah. Because so, there's some studios that aren't playing ball <laughs> and aren't letting me go to things. So I need more people to like this. You should call them. Out. Oh, they don't have to like it. They just need to like, bump the numbers. Bump the numbers. Yeah. yeah.
1: You gonna, do you want to call out any studios? No. Like, just in case.
0: No, but let's just say if I was to give bad reviews last month, you could probably correlate. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Is that's it? not true. Is <laughs> you, it?
1: One of them you loved. Did I? Yeah. Do, think about it. The third, second one. <laughs>
0: Shh, no spoilers. Uh, I didn't love it. Ah, but you're yeah, you talking yeah. it positive. More positive. Look, than negative. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't know. How am I in this?
1: <laughs> can, can you tell it's a Sunday? I'm going to I'm going to